0: I'm Hillary. That's your four-minute buzz. And now here's Glenn and Stu with the start of our show this Monday morning.
1: Oh my gosh! Thank you so (laughs) very much. Mm. Appreciate it. Mm. Hey, we want to talk to you about Patriot Mobile. They're our spotlight sponsor. Uh, Google and YouTube are silencing conservatives, uh, you know, by uh, manipulating algorithms that interfere with. I think the 2020 election It's not just me. We have experts that are now saying that's exactly what's going on as well. Meanwhile, companies like Verizon and AT&T are taking the proceeds from your mobile phone bill and they're funding things like uh planned parenthood. That's great. I love that of that. You know, could you do all of that with my money? Please. Uh you don't have to put up with that and you can get great cell service and save a buttload of money with Patriot Mobile. Right now you can get a free month of service if you use the code come on over. Come on over at patriotmobile.com. Do that now. Go to Patriot Mobile. Uh, they've, they're, they have great cell service. You will save money. And they've already put about $2 million into freedom of speech causes. They don't fight against your principles, they're fighting with you. So come on over. That's the promo code. Come on over at patriotmobile.com. That's patriotmobile.com.
2: The fusion of entertainment. Mm. And enlightenment.
1: Hello, America. It's Monday, and another word has been banned. Yes, another word we're not supposed to use. I'll tell you what that word is, because we we wrote a song about it, and that's in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You know how sometimes you walk into a room and things just don't look right? And you're like, well, the walls and the paint is fine. The decor is not really the problem. What is the problem here? And then you look and you're like, oh, it's those curtains. Oh, they've got to go. It is difficult to make a room work. uh, And one little detail can throw the whole thing off. And one of the most important elements uh, to tying a room together is choosing the right blinds for your windows blinds.com the first company to offer blinds online this is back in the 90s when like people were still using dial-up and aol remember aol oh those were the days that's when the that's when we were all innocent uh anyway uh, they have designed the perfect customer experience because they had to because everybody was using aol so go to their site, and one of their award-winning design consultants will walk you through the process of getting exactly what you're looking for. It's America's number one online choice for affordable, quality custom window coverings. It's Blinds.com. Every order gets free online design consultation, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. So make sure your home stays cool. <laughs> I, uh... I lost one of the children this weekend because they went outside and burst into flames. Thank God. I People coming over to the house this weekend, and I just open up the front door, and I'm like, Quick! Run into the house! It's a 1,000 degrees outside. You want to keep your house cool? Blinds.com. Head there right now. you get site-wide savings, and extra $20 off with the promo code BECK. That's Blinds.com, an extra $20 off with the promo code BECK. Blinds.com. Do I don't know if you saw this, uh, but I don't think we're supposed to use the word invasion anymore. You know, we can't use the word target. Can't use the word target. We're going to target this market. Can't do that. Can't do that. No, now, that causes, uh, I mean, all sorts of violence. violence. So it's a- crazy everything. what's happening, the violence from the word target. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you can't use the word invasion, because if you use the word invasion invasion is the word you're not supposed to use the which word is, um, invasion 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 so say specifically the word invasion, Specific- invasion yes is, is ba- a word in fact you know what we've said it to music so you can remember uh, go ahead here it is invasion invasion
2: we're not allowed to say the word invasion Invasion,
3: invasion. The word we're not allowed to say invasion, 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 invasion.
4: That's helpful.
1: It is. Just so you can remember what that word is. It's invasion that you're not supposed to say any now because it causes people to go into violence. No, it really doesn't. No, the word doesn't. Uh-uh. No. You
4: know uh-uh. what doesn't, definitely doesn't cause people to go into violence. What? And create any conflict. Um, it only unites people. Mm-hmm. Is when you accuse 50% of the United States of America of being racist. Racist. That is definitely yeah. not something... That's like, a word you can use. That's fine. Well... In certain circumstances you can use it. You may have found out in the past that you're not allowed to use it in all circumstances. Uh, no, not in all
1: circumstances. There's if you're a... questioning the racist uh, the racist tendencies of a president that is not a Republican. D- ah, you can't use, can't it, then. use it. But you can't there's use it. lots of other times. Yeah, yeah. Right you can now you can, you can use it. You know the word you can't use? What's that? Invasion.
2: Invasion. Right. We're not allowed to say the word invasion. Invasion, invasion. The word we're
3: not allowed to say is invasion, invasion, invasions, 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 invasions. invasion, invasion,
2: invasion,
1: invasion, invasion. Ah, invasion. No. Uh, now yeah. I understand. You know, I, I think as Americans, we've been beaten down a little bit to lose kind of that rebellious spirit that we've always had. I mean, that was the spirit of America. It's like, oh, you don't think I can cross those mountains? all right, just watch me, you know, and then you're trapped in the snowstorm and you end up, you know, eating each other. But not all rebellion is good, but I'm tired of the stupid, uh, I, I'm tired of the stuff that is, you, the word rebellion? I mean, that's not, that shouldn't even be rebellious. But if you look, you know, we are in the time of of Lenny Bruce. I mean, really, truly, Lenny Bruce said the things that were humorous, uh, but was making a point and wasn't afraid to say it. And if he went to jail, he went to jail. We're not even talking about jail. We're talking about Facebook jail. And we're afraid to say stuff. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the uh, story that was written or the, uh, the op-ed that was written in The Spectator by Bridget Phetasy she's a new friend of a uh, new friend of mine and i just i think she's hysterical uh and i think she's hysterical because she's never really been political and and yet she thought she was she thought she was this uber lefty and in many ways she i don't know in many ways she kind of is i don't know if she's really lefty she's just uh, you know, she's like, I just want everybody to get together and be happy and be nice to each other. And I don't think she's... Uh, it's not even that. I don't, <laughs> she's certainly not an uber lefty. I, don't,
4: I would not classify no, her. No, I that.
1: think she was perceived as one.
4: There's just this thing that I think that you see a lot now. There's like a, a an aspect of uh, the left and the sort of moderate side of things that looks at the world and says, okay, I might not agree with you on taxes or health care or whatever but like clearly the left woke thing is nuts yes right like it, you know the this incredible pc you know cancel culture craziness is something that can't possibly be positive for our
1: civilization yeah right. like if you you know you get in trouble just for saying invasion oh.
3: invasion we're not allowed to say the word invasion Invasion, invasion—the word we're not allowed to say. Invasion, 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 invasion,
1: Invasion. You know, for instance, like if you're on Fox News, here they are avoiding it.
3: Facts we spoke about is simple: when you have individuals in large quantities that enter another country by force or illegally. Waving the flag don't, don't of another country, that is an invasion. Oh I stand God. by those words. Hold on. So, now, so what, what, what this has caused. Go ahead. Art. What, it, so what this art, has caused art, is obviously we've got to push back on comments like that.
1: People will take issue
3: with you calling it that. It's obviously a sensitive issue right now. So I want to deal with what we saw in this exclusive video with this armed man throwing these devices into this ICE facility last month. This is obviously something that you need to directly respond to, because this is this is something that is alarming.
1: OK, so wait. So y- he just gave the definition of an invasion, and they said, don't use the word invasion, invasion. Okay, all right, stop, stop. Al- okay. <laughs> I,
4: stop it. Stop it right now. Well, what were we not supposed to use? I can't even, I don't even know now. You stopped it in the middle. Oh, I you knew they were getting to. Really? Yeah.
1: You didn't. Invasion.
3: Invasion. Uh. We're not allowed to say the word invasion. Uh invasion invasion the word we're not allowed to say invasion 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 from
1: bridget fettsy like millions of other americans i'm exhausted but i'm not tired from resisting or tired from screaming at a maga rally i'm just tired of the toxic Tribalism infecting the very foundations of our democracy, straining our relationships and poisoning our view of our fellow humans. I'm tired of everyone being outraged, getting worked up over the latest news cycle only to forget about it two hours later. I'm tired of being afraid to voice my own opinions of knowing how saying the wrong thing at a barbecue while someone is filming on their iPhone could result in a nationwide clarion call for my head on a pike. I'm tired of the rage mobs and the cancellations. 2016 was a breaking point or at least a watershed moment when the vilification of diverse opinion exploded. Trump versus Hillary faced everything into forced everything into a binary and suddenly bipartisan, bipartisanship and moderation and radical positions to take. Now, You aren't just voicing out of habit or, God forbid, voting for your own interests. Every vote is a statement on your own personal identity and worth, your value, who you are, what world you want, whether or not you're a good person or an evil person. It all boils down to whichever lever you pull. Damn your reasons. Vote for the right person or else you're a fascist or a racist, a globalist or a communist. Politically disinterested citizens like me have increasingly been pulled off the sidelines into this incredibly divisive political climate. Unwilling combatants in a battle fought among fiercely partisan tribes. Many are being bullied into involving themselves in the process because intolerance and shaming have become features of the American life. Thanks in no small part to social media, the simple act of expressing your opinion or even going so far as to ask a question has been negative, has had negative effects on lives and has destroyed people. You may have once fancied yourself a good progressive while also having an opinion that there are only two genders, or you may describe yourself as a staunch conservative but tend to think racial targeting by police is a problem or the cardinal sin. You may have decided to vote for a candidate you felt better represented your concerns. Upon voicing on social media, you think you're fairly normal and have moderate views, but then you find out something you didn't know. You are the enemy, and not just the enemy, you're evil, evil, evil. After 2016's chaotic impact on the culture took hold, Each mere opinion or vote became life or death, the fight for the survival of civilization. And you're either with civilization or you're against civilization. The trouble is everyone believes they're on the right side of history and they all justify abhorrent behavior in service of that belief. Families are now divided. Extremes have become more extreme and shades of gray are being shunned. Expressions of nuance mocked. Anyone moderate with a brain and anything, lo- anything to lose has gone completely silent. I get it. I understand why the silent majority is uneasy. They're not wrong to worry that sharing their opinion could cost them their livelihood. Most people are just trying to raise their families and pay their bills and pine for the days when they only had to think about politics every four years. Now, millions of independent thinkers recently polled at about 70 percent of the American population are labeled as the exhausted majority. Those harboring intense feelings of political homelessness and ideological isolation. You say that at number again, 70 percent. Both parties demand totalitarian-like devotion to their ideology, and if you're indifferent, apathetic, or nuanced in your approach to politics, you'll end up in the wasteland of the center, tireless, unprotected, and increasingly insulated. You'll have no tribe, but you're not alone. My inboxes have become something of a confession booth for people who have issues with their own side, or sympathy for their political opponents— People I speak with at length in person have all manner of opinions and thoughts, and they they not not only don't uh, feel comfortable admitting this publicly, but they go out of their way to craft an online image that portrays sometimes the exact opposite. The trouble with living under mob law is that no one is honest. Gee, think of that but this silencing of public and private personas needs to stop we all abandon our duty as citizens when we put party loyalty over thinking critically and speaking truthfully we can't expect integrity from our leaders if we don't expect it from ourselves thank you bridget thank you it is absolutely our duty as citizens To denounce demagoguery, where we see it, when we see it. To fight corruption, to push back against attacks on free speech, due process, and the scientific method. To combat racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of bigotry. To continue to extend the gains made by the civil rights movement. To demand compromise and moderation. This starts with fighting our own tribal instincts and laziness and educating ourselves. We may not see eye to eye on how to best best make America even greater, but we need to be able to have a conversation about it that starts with extending good faith and grace to people with whom we disagree. It doesn't start with calling everyone who disagrees with us garbage. This is what we have been saying, and the good news is, it's coming from people who have traditionally considered themselves on the left. It's happening, and I'll I'll show you. uh, I'm the beginning of a theory. I think the pendulum is swinging back the other way. Some good news when we come back. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man mowing his lawn, but it's not just his lawn. It's Fenway Park. He is meticulous. He is mowing the diamonds of his life. He is mowing the ballparks that he always wanted to play on as a kid. His grass is green. The weeds have no home here. It's the lawn of a man who knows the order he wants and still puts in the time and effort to attain it. And as he walks, the short and springy grass crushes gently beneath his Comfortable to boots. Yeah, he never got to wear cleats. But now he's wearing boots because it reminds him of where he's been and where he wants to go. brings a smile to his face because right now he's exactly where he's supposed to be. You know, Tecovis boots are made from the most exotic leathers available, and they're handcrafted by world-class bootmakers. It takes 200 steps to manufacture a pair of Tecovis boots, and yet they're a company that likes the idea of dealing directly with their customers. Their, Their boots cost about half of what a similar boot would cost, so you should check out not only their selection of boots, but all of their other fine leather and clothing products that they make. Tecovis, Western wear for your frontier. Find your pair of Tacovis at slash back That's T E slash A S tacovis.com/back. We break for 10 seconds station ID. So, Bridget was saying in her in her essay that democracy doesn't die in the darkness. It dies when politics become team sports in full view of a bloodthirsty, cheering electorate. You know, um, it's interesting because the democracy dies in the darkness. No, it really doesn't. It, you know, one of my favorite scenes from Star Wars, any of the first three, it's in fact one of the only good scenes, is that one scene <laughs> where Palpatine is talking about protecting the empire. And everyone is cheering, and he's talking about all the evil things he's going to do, and everyone is cheering, and that's when what's her face, Natalie Portman's character says, "This is how democracy dies. It's how liberty dies. It's how with liberty dies." Thunderous applause. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's true. We are. We're in the Roman Colosseum. We just not. We're just not feeding each other to lions. Dot. 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 Yet. We're just not there. But we are headed that way. We are. I mean, it was it was funny last week to hear people call people conspiracy theorists on both sides for the same kind of theory. One just said that Epstein was killed by, uh, you know, Trump. And the other side said it was he was killed by Clinton. You know, there's a possibility. And I, I, I don't know if you're willing to consider it that neither of those guys killed him.
4: Yeah, it seems like the the medical examiner came up with that crazy theory, yeah. which was uh he hung himself.
1: Yeah. In in his jail cell. The medical examiner's name of course was George Soros, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean it, You're not caring for the the uh, caring water for the Nazis. I, I was you're, like, you're, 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 you have a right
4: to your own voice. Well, this is the coverage you saw in Portland, right? Like, you don't have to be, you know, some militia group marching marching down the streets of Portland, and you also don't need to be antifa. Yes, right. And like, I was listening to even there were some you know expert from the you served in the Barack Obama administration talking about the oh, uh yeah he was a, you know terrorism expert and he's mm. talking about the rise of of these groups on on mm. both sides and he does mention antifa as, as a danger but goes on to say look you know i think it's very ironic that we're talking about making antifa into a terrorist group when they were specifically formed to stop terrorism, no, they it's weren't. like no, they weren't. What world do you live in where you you actually believe because it says antifa? that you're like oh well they anti fa fascists anti
1: see they're anti fascist so therefore they're okay they're, they're no, pro they're not. totalitarianism well, yeah they're they just- are they are communists they were this comes from the battle between communists and fascists in the 1930s and they were both just as dangerous and both just as deadly. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy to think otherwise.
4: And to, that, to get someone who just will come out and say, look, taking pieces of cement and throwing them at officers and citizens, beating the crap out of old people yeah. in the middle of the street, yeah. why that has to have any controversy attached to it, why you can't just say that and admit it, is a big pro- part of the problem I think she's talking about here.
1: So I want to get into uh, the pendulum between me and we the we generation, and the me generation, and how that has an 80-year cycle. But I think it's starting to go back to the me, and I'll explain coming You're up. You're
2: listening to Glenn Beck.
1: In today's world, the Internet is everywhere, and we use it in places that 20 years ago we wouldn't have expected. Coffee shops, restaurants, gas stations, department stores, uh, I mean, you can watch a movie while you're driving down the freeway now. It permeates everything. And cyber criminals, a new and growing bee, a breed of ill-intentioned people in our society, have made the world of the Internet a very unsafe place. But it doesn't have to be. You know the name Norton Security because Norton has been keeping our computers uh, secure for a long time. It is the premier name in Internet security. And now they have a secure virtual private network or VPN. Norton will secure your Wi-Fi connections and keep prying eyes away from your information. It'll even keep the companies from tracking your movements so they can send you ads to invade your online experience. They have enough information on you. No more. Get a Norton Secure VPN. Protection starts at $333 a month, the first year with annual enrollment. It is Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN terms apply.
4: We did see more violence in Portland yesterday and this weekend. We have all the details exclusive video at TV.com Use the promo code Glenn.
1: Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Takovas. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tacovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitching or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tacovis there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Tecovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tecovis slash back. That's t e c o v a s dot com slash back. I'm going to share with you some what I think is good news. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been studying waves and. uh and pendulums and curves for, for a long time now. I've been looking for where history repeats itself. And one of the important pendulums has been the me and we. Back in the 1980s, we were at the the zenith of the me generation. And everybody says that's bad. And it might be bad because we are in this together. But the deal with a me generation is it never goes bad with government uh taking over a bunch of stuff because it's all about the individual, and so nobody can cobble together a big enough force to have a you know a totalitarian state, traditionally speaking. And it's an 80 year cycle. Now we're approaching the zenith of the we. The last time uh, America or the West saw we was in the 1930s. And we know what happened. And we went through the New Deal because we were all in it together. And we had all kinds of socialist ideas that had been brewing for a while. But all of a sudden, they kicked in. Same thing happened the we before that uh, was during the Civil War. Uh, and that was the, the exact time that over in Europe... They were doing the Communist Manifesto, and the time before that was the American Revolution and the French Revolution. The French Revolution shows that if you don't have the right principles, it goes awry. The, the Communist Manifesto in Europe, if you go into a We generation and you don't have the right principles, you go awry. Same thing here. So 2025 is the peak of the We generation, and then it starts to come back. Now, I asked the guy who did all the research on this, and I said, so do you what? what is the effect of social media? And he said, we don't know. And I said, it, would, it should speed it up, shouldn't it? And he said, it might. Well, I think we have I think we've seen the peak. I could be wrong, but I think we've seen the peak of the we generation. I think we're moving in the other direction. And let me make the case. There are three factors that we're all feeling right now. One of them is globalism. Globalism versus nationalism. The globalists, I think, are still in control, and and a lot of people feel the pressure from globalism. And when I say globalism, what I mean is having to be the world's policeman, uh, having everybody tied together and no real nation state, no borders or anything else. And on top of that, uh, you have uh, corrupt cronyism and capitalism that's just corrupt. Not a free market, but a corrupt game playing capitalism that's controlled by very wealthy people and governments. Okay, so those things are still on the rise and no one you can say you're cleaning out the swamp. But are you cleaning out the swamp? Is the swamp allowed to be cleaned out by anybody who's actually taking on? Uh, The big things now, Donald Trump, you can paint him as a warmonger, but the last thing he is is a warmonger. He was not for any of these wars. That is a direct reflection of people saying, I'm tired of this globalist thing. And that's why it's being pushed to nationalism. Okay, and it's being pushed there by things that are easily taken care of. But if you don't take care of those things. The country will become more and more nationalistic because what people are saying is, why are we spending so much money abroad? Why are we doing these things? These people are getting rich and I'm getting poor. What are you doing? I care about my country. I care about when you boil it down. I don't care about my country as much as I care about my neighborhood. I do care about my country, but I'm seeing things fall apart in my neighborhood. And that's the pain point. That's what's pushing nationalism, uh, and it's going to push it on both sides. In the end, it'll push it on both sides. Socialism is also going up, but that is because capitalism has not been routed out for being corrupt. It needs to be corrected. Companies need to be corrected. Let them stand on their own. Let them fail. Don't give them any special favors. Let the little guy have a chance to compete. That's not happening. And every day you read something about Facebook or Google, those things are hurting. They're not helping because people see these things as giant corporations, not socialist movement. Giant corporations that are corrupt, that are getting their way and getting rich off of our backs. So that's another reason why socialism is going up. But we're going the opposite direction, and I think this is a a leading indicator We're starting to feel the pain now on we. We're starting to feel the pain on I have to walk lockstep with a tribe or I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to lose all my friends or I'm going to lose my family. That's so un-American. That's so unlike us. Except in we moments. And it's the worst I've ever seen it. And the worst. I think this is the worst since the Civil War. And you're either with entirely 100% or you're against entirely 100%. And people are tired of it. And they're they're fed up with it on both sides. I think this is good news, Pat. Yeah, and it, there may have been some indication of what you're talking about with Bill Maher over the weekend. Right? Yeah. Uh, have you guys played that yet? No, let's play. Here's
3: here's Bill Maher over <laughs> the weekend. BDS is a ...purity test by people who want to appear woke but actually slept through history class. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. He's talking about the boycott Israel movement. On this notion, I think it's, it's very shallow thinking that the Jews are in Israel mostly white and the Palestinians are browner, so they must be innocent and correct, and the Jews must be wrong. As if the occupation came right out of the blue, that this completely peaceful people found themselves occupied. Forget about the invitatas and the suicide bombings and the rockets and how many wars. And uh, let me read Omar Barghouti is one of the co-founders of the movement. His quote, no Palestinian, rational Palestinian, not a sellout Palestinian, will ever accept a Jewish state in Palestine. Hmm. So that's where that comes from. This movement. Someone who doesn't even want a palace, a Jewish state at all. Somehow this side never gets presented in the American media. It's very odd. Isn't it?
1: Huh. How about that?
3: How about that for a
1: Democrat, a a clear-cut liberal coming out against that BDS movement? He's one of the only guys that has been able to withstand it somewhat. Yeah. He has, even he has crumbled somewhat. Um, but he has been willing to stand up for what he believed was right, in spite of his audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing it more and more. And this is this this is almost a third rail. Almost a third rail. It's not quite. But if you left it alone, it would be another year or two of festering with BDS and just looking the other way. It would become a third rail on the left.
4: Yeah. And what did we see this weekend? We saw uh, Omar yeah. and Tlaib, I believe it was, retweeting a Holocaust deniers cartoon yeah. about about Israel. You had um, Palestine banning um, uh, uh, pro- events by LGBT um, uh, communities in the area because you can't—they can't do that. There's no no complaint from anyone here in the United States. These people that were so angry about Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib not being able to go visit her grandmother, even though she was, and decided not to, so upset about that, but not upset about them, you know, retweeting cartoons from Holocaust deniers, mm-hmm. and not upset about LGBT people being trounced in their rights in Palestine. Mm-hmm. "Quote unquote Palestine." No interest at all from them on that, sto- not on that I story. Not that story. Fascinating. I
1: think the squad or the tribe or whatever you want to call them—that uh, pack of of rabid women—I uh, think they're actually hurting. The Democrats more than they more than anyone ever thought, and I
4: think the leadership
1: knows that. Oh yeah, but they just can't get a grip on them. They can't can't control them. It's one of the. Of course not. Mm -hmm. They're revolutionaries, right? Um, The the uh, amazing thing to me is is this is part of the pain that people are feeling. They don't want to be. For instance, let's take on our own side. There are lots of things about Donald Trump that bother me. Mm -hmm. And you're immediately called a racist if you like Donald Trump. Well, I don't like the footsie that, you know, people like Steve Bannon were playing. Um, I don't think Donald Trump is a racist. I don't. I don't think he hates the Jews. I don't think he hates the Muslims. I don't think he hates Mexicans. He's a businessman and a performer. That's what he is. And you may not like what he says or how he says it and some of his policies but that doesn't make you a racist but if you step out and go i don't really like that i don't like what he said there all of a sudden you're a what conservative yeah you know yes. you're you're a, yeah. you're out of the tribe that won't work if you want to get anyone elected within in any kind of of majority that's what the democrats have taught the right and that's what the Democrats are farther down this road. And I think there's a lot of Democrats who are like, look, I want to be I believe in, you know, health care for all. And I believe in a lot of these things. But I got to tell you, I don't believe America is a bad place. And I don't believe BDS is right. And there's something wrong with these women. There's something wrong with these Congress people. These people are not in line with the average Democrat. And I think there's a lot of Democrats that want to say that. Just as many Democrats uh, as there are Republicans who say, yeah, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump, but I got a problem with this, this, and this.
4: Mm -hmm. Right. And of course, Mm -hmm. the greatest strategy of uh, electoral uh, strategy for Donald Trump right now is to show everyone exactly who the squad is. Keep pointing to them and telling everyone that's who the Democrats are. It is. And the Democrats are trying, doing everything they can behind the scenes to try to make it so that's not obvious to everyone right because i mean like what is the real line between uh the the average democrat and um and the squad i mean it's it's generally speaking loudness right yeah. the squad keeps admitting these things they've been fighting for for how many decades mm-hmm. uh, and that's not what's supposed to happen mm-hmm. and they're just kind of
1: dumb enough to blurt it out they're they the mask want to tell you who yeah, they, they are. Do Remember really that? Yeah. Yeah. I said that. i uh-huh. never forget. I can I can still feel what I felt like when I said that on Fox in 2009 or 10. Mm-hmm. They want, they're desperate to tell you who they really are. Absolutely. And that will be their undoing. And that's it. Their masks have come off, and mm-hmm. they... They refuse to sit down because they know they're right, and they're tired of it. They're tired of all these people saying, oh, that's not the American people. You can't say that. They want to tell you. They're tired of the incremental progression. The progression is not Mm -hmm. fast enough and now they're going for revolution. Exactly right. Exactly right. Thank you so much, Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. You can watch his uh, podcast as he's uh, recording it every morning live here on Blaze Radio. And you can listen to it wherever you find podcast. It's uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Now, imagine you're in a coffee shop. I mean, not a real coffee shop. One of those places where, you know, to order, you have to, you know, you have to use the name of the beverage that you're ordering. You have to have studied French for at least a year. And then they write your name on the cup, presumably so. You don't forget. Now, imagine as soon as they set down your coffee before they can even call your name, someone comes along, claims to be you and takes the coffee that you paid for. That's what identity theft feels like, except much, 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 much bigger. Well, depending on the coffee shop, but much bigger. Good news is there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity uh, threats and keeps you informed if and when someone is out there trying to steal or get a hold of or sell your information. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and get an extra 10% off your first year by using promo code BACK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BACK. Get an extra 10% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Is America on the verge of losing our first fortune cookie president? no please don't say it's true i believe it is marianne williamson is not doing well and she is a fortune cookie she's not really even a she's not a presidential candidate no 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 she's more than that she's the first fortune
4: cookie she needs she needs to get one hundred thirty thousand donors which she does not yet have she needs to get four
1: qualifying polls she so far has none can i help Can I help? Yes, you can help. I'm going to give you some Marianne Williamson tweets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here she is. The goddess just doesn't dance under the moon on the night of the solstice, but she fiercely protects the children of Earth. And so should we. Pat has that same bumper sticker on his car. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Uh, I was uh, laying awake in my bed, worrying about something, when a voice in my heart said, Marianne, most people in the world do not have beds. Mm, that's deep. Yeah. That's deep.
4: Right after a general sow's chicken, that would be you, something I would do. You be. open up mm-hmm.
1: the wrapper, you snap the fortune cookie in half, and you <laughs> think, when enough minds are vibrating on a high enough level, then all lower thought forms will fall on their own dead weight. Or the road is very bumpy. Your body is merely your space station from whence you beam your love to the universe. Don't just relate <laughs> to the station, relate to the beams. Oh, man, that's powerful. All the films were good, but Avatar changed the world. Oh, yes. That might be the worst take of all of them. No, no. No, you haven't heard it yet. You haven't heard it yet. Sure, it didn't win an Oscar, but James Cameron deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs)
4: Can anyone name one character from that movie? It's one of the biggest movies of all time. Can anyone Thank name you. any any characters from Thank it? Thank
1: you. What happened in it? Does it anyone is, remember it? It is
4: so weird
1: yeah. that that is so big and I, I think I, I was like not moved by it.
4: No, I, I don't think anyone was. It was just like, hey, there's a lot of cool computer tricks in that movie we should go right, see it.
1: Right, And now it's not even, right. even, the technology's not even amazing. Okay, you open up the fortune cookie. Marianne Williamson your mind is like an airplane. You are the pilot. Ugh. Rise above the clouds. Huh. Fly above the turbulence. And seek a smoother ride. See you again at Glenn's Chinese restaurant. Mary Ann Williamson. Yes, America, it's true. Our fortune cookie president may be gone soon.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: I'm Hillary. That's your 4-Minute Buzz. Mm. And now here's Glenn and Stu with the next hour.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, So Tanya and I had a uh, discussion over the weekend of being, you know, setting a new goal here, but that uh, this time next year, we are uh, just rock solid on everything uh, financially that we are. We've we've cut our spending back. We've done everything that we're supposed to do. Got our house in order, our cars in order, everything so we can set. uh, And I hope you are looking for that as well. And part of that is refinancing our loan uh, for our house. And AmericanFinancing.net is helping us do that. Please look into it if you have an adjustable rate you got to do it if you uh, if you even just took out a loan you might be able to get a lower rate right now visit americanfinancing.net or call 800-906-2440 it's americanfinancing.net 800-906-2440 do it now and get your financial house in order
2: the fusion of entertainment
1: and enlightenment patriots patriots Be aware, Uh, there are groups and there are going to come times when you're standing with groups of people that may not be thinking the same thing you are, but they're they're all gathered together to be able to stand up for what you are thinking, but maybe they're not thinking the same thing and that causes trouble. Antifa. I think they're all thinking the same thing, revolution and totalitarianism, communism. I don't know, but they sure are acting like they all believe that. And then there's another side that is confronting them. It was a tough weekend in Portland. We have somebody who was there to videotape all of it, and we go there in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Look, you're a person of principle. I know the type of people that listen to this program, and you are interested in both the direction from which our country has come and the direction we are headed. And um, we're not headed in the right direction. And if you're like me, when you use any product, you'd like it, if it's the best product out there, you'd like it to uh, you know, work in your favor. The money's not falling into the hands of the people who are trying to destroy the country. But you need somebody that is a good product. I mean, I'm going to swear off Disney. No, I'm going to take my grandkids to the Disney parks. I'm going to I don't want to, but I'm going to. And it's a fact of life. Somebody else comes up with a better Disney park. I'm going to take them there. Now, Patriot Mobile is an easy way for you to stand up for what you believe in. They're the only conservative cell phone company. It's run by veterans. It doesn't give a single penny to anti-conservative causes. It's a great service. I switch. Thousands of others have switched. If you make the switch now, you can upgrade your phone to a brand new Moto Z3 Play for only 5 bucks a month. It includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera, and a lot more. Switching has been made really, really easy. Uh, and you have the same service you had. And you'll spend less select a plan save 180 dollars on the new Moto z3 play today supplies are limited so don't wait choose what companies do choose what companies you do business with come on over to patriotmobile.com slash back that's PatriotMobile.com slash back You know, this might say something about the company that I keep, uh, but I had a lot of volunteers to go to Portland uh, this last weekend. And I'm like, why would you want to do that? I want to be there. I want to see this. Uh, but Elijah Schaefer was uh, the one that was selected to go up to, uh, uh, at least for, for me, I know. I think he was going up anyway, um, but uh, he went up to Portland and was in the crowd You know, videotaping and documenting the beatings, and he saw all kinds of things. Welcome to the program, Elijah. How are you?
0: You know what? I'm doing great right now. I'm talking to you outside of Portland, Oregon, still here in the middle of uh, Ground Zero. Thank you for having
1: me on. You you bet. The uh, host of Slightly Offensive, uh, and uh, (laughs) Elijah goes into some of the places that I would never go into. uh, And I think for obvious reason, I think I would have had the the, uh, crap kicked out of me uh, in that crowd, uh, this weekend.
0: Yeah. You know what? And I, am not going to be vulgar here, but this is a true story. You know, I was brandishing some blaze logos while I was out there and a lot of people, uh, surprising Glenn, they really hate you. Uh,
3: actually,
0: <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, 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 uh, they had a weird obsession, um, with your genitals to the point, if you actually watch one of our clips, um one man would dressed in a uh dog i guess i could describe it as a dog sex fetish costume which is the number one way to get respect and show you mean business and sure public. uh sure he had he had a megaphone he was leading the chance theory after they had uh, assaulted and beat up uh two elderly people he just began to talk oh. about things that maybe i was doing with you um a lot of homophobic slurs talking about the taste of your body and weird things and that you're a Mormon. These guys know all about you, so you're basically a little celebrity in that. Yeah,
1: good, good. Well I'd love to you know have I'd love to have him come over and I'll put a dog dish down so he can have some water. I do believe we have a bleeped version of this particular video. Right. If you'd like to if you haven't seen this, Glenn
4: yeah, go ahead. Go
3: mm-hmm. Hey, come over here, you got
4: a lot of fun stuff. We'll hear the um, guy in the megaphone here in a moment. Give him a pass out! Give him a pass out!
3: Yes, your mother just made me a text. You owe him the guys who suck at that I just smell
1: it on their breath. That the s*** of Glenn Beck. <laughs> and
3: that must not taste very good.
1: Maybe it like... All right, I don't think we need to hear any more of what he
4: was saying. On <laughs> no, the I, I think we all Interesting get it. observations uh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed to be very, very in the... I thought a lot about it, I would say, Elijah. It was not a off-the-top-of-his-head sort of point. You yeah.
1: seemed to be dreaming about it for a very long time. So, Elijah, as yeah. <laughs> you're... I think we can move on from this. Uh, Elijah, as you're, you're sitting there and you're watching them beat people is there anybody decent in the crowd? Is there anyone that's wearing a mask that is like you are thinking, they're thinking, no, we got to stop doing this. This is not good.
0: Yeah. You know, I I really would have hoped that was the case. And and actually what happened was I think uh, obviously these are protesters, right? So I don't want to paint the picture that, you know, everybody on the right side isn't also maybe looking for a fight because there are people out there looking for a fight. But what happened was is after they had a, you know, assaulted an old man and woman, especially if a young um, young person stands up to you, I get you might fight back. These are old people. They smash an egg over the wife's head. Um, then we they. we have this video? Can we roll this man. while he's
1: talking, please? Yeah. Go ahead yeah. and roll this they, they while he's talking. The, turn, the the, turn the sound on, please. Go ahead.
0: And, um, yeah, and they, they start pushing him on the floor. And then I would think, you know, at the very least you would stop there. But then they start stomping on the man's body while he's on the floor and and it's to the point where this man was basically seizing at a point and then all around him the people are like, oh, well, just let him go. People are yelling obscenities, F you, you deserve this. I had to go actually get the police to come to get them out just because I was afraid that they were going to kill the people. Hmm.
1: Uh, and and what was the guy doing that, that they felt he deserved that?
0: Look, I watched the altercation for a while, and I know that he did use an expletive. I mean, people were pushing him and shoving him, and I know he did call someone uh, you know, uh, a homophobic slur back to them, um, and they were telling him, you know, you need to go, you need to leave, and he stood there, and then they just basically jumped on them uh, in the middle of a public park, and they pepper sprayed them multiple times to the face with bear mace, and they were blinded for about an hour and a half. I actually had to take an hour out of the day. I didn't have to, but I, st- I had to help – you know, nurse them back to life because they were just stuck on the concrete. The police just dropped them off in the middle of the lot. Good old mayor Ted wheelers police force, you know, under great wow. direction to help
1: the, the public. So were they out in force though? I heard that things have changed to where the police were there in force. Is that true or not? You know,
0: it's, it's definitely a deceptive measure uh, because I can confirm that police were told to retreat on pretty much every occasion. And anytime there was an actual chance to prevent violence, Police would leave the area and let the Antifa just go into full mayhem. So they would, they would, they would move to an area and then they would just completely flood out of the area. Antifa would go crazy, start beating people up, and then Antifa would push further into the city where the next police line was, and then they would disperse. And it was a total non-intervention measure where people were, uh, one guy got arrested. His name was, uh, um, what, what was his name? Alexander Dial. He's famous for wearing a shirt that says Beta Cuck for Life. Isn't that fantastic? for mm-hmm. sure' shirts so Beta Cook mm-hmm. for life. He's uh, the gentleman who really who really heated up the altercation that's going famous on the bridge where there was two buses full of uh, right-wing protesters stuck in traffic, and they came up and assaulted the bus. Now, this guy, had he, he got away with multiple assaults before getting arrested. So the police, you know, they move in once. They basically have to prevent a death. But other than that, if people want to fight, they're just ready to watch the havoc. But Ted Wheeler's been caught on camera And he stands with people who stand against this and they have the right to demonstrate. And according to him, demonstrations are also tearing apart your city and beating people up who are walking down the street.
1: So there's a one guy and we've been watching some of the video that you guys took um, one guy who's wearing like a Roman Legion helmet and, you know, says, I hate the left. And uh, was he with his daughter?
0: Okay that's a that's a common misconception. I was actually talking to Dan Bongino about this uh last night and he, and I he said he's going to correct on his show today. That was definitely not his daughter. She from my understanding she's a 24-year-old woman okay, but I right. might have my age wrong. But okay. she still is very small.
1: But she's not a she's not the daughter because that's insane if that's what he did.
0: No, but there were babies there. There was a there was women with babies in strollers. What is wrong I with said, people? What are you well, wow, what are you doing
1: <laughs> so so what was your overall what was your overall takeaway from this Elijah they expected this to be a complete meltdown what was your overall takeaway
0: I think that you know basically what we have here is that the city has clearly shown that the involvement of police is, is a PR stunt Uh, for a city that has absolutely fallen to homelessness and to unruliness and to anarchy. And the teenagers, not only were they mostly young white people, you always find where the people fighting Nazis and fascists and racists are all just a bunch of white people, uh, young white people specifically. Um, I I found out that, you know, they have like militant factions and recruiting in the colleges around here, which is interesting. Did some some background on that. Um, They're out here in the streets and the police aren't doing anything. They yell at the police, scream at them, throw things and nothing happened. And then the people end up getting released, uh, after the fact, unless they do something severely uh, problematic. And there's no respect for the rule of law. The demonstrations grew and grew with size as the police didn't do anything. People kept going and the mayor is completely complicit with it. They want blood. They don't care. And I can tell you from the signs I see in windows to the way things were on the streets, this is only a couple weeks after the last one of these demonstrations I put up lightly happened. This city, is a breeding ground for radical left-wing domestic terrorism and it is occurring on a regular basis and a more frequent basis and the government is not stepping in to intervene and it would look like by the way that they're treating the people who who are committing acts of violence, breaking the law, stopping traffic. By the way I might add I'll end with this all the businesses in the area, almost every single one including Starbucks shut down. We're talking about lost income, everything. Businesses are afraid to have the doors open and all he does is just put up a couple of police while the news crews are there. Once the news leaves, the police are out. The city's in havoc, and Ted Wheeler never condemns them, only condemns the right wing, and they're not the ones destroying the city.
1: Elijah, thank you so much for going up there. You can um, you can find Elijah Schaefer at slightlyoffensive.com, uh, and we're going to also be posting the video, and we'll have you on uh, this afternoon to go through some of that video with us uh, at 5 o'clock on today's TV show. Thank you so much, Elijah. appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day, Glenn. You bet. I want to compare this to something else that happened uh, over the weekend and show you why this will never work. You know last uh, last week, you might remember everybody was losing it uh, over the inverse yield curve in the market, which we explained to you and showed you that, yes, sometimes it does you know show the indication of a recession, uh, and other times it doesn't. but they had all the chicken little types out, which, I can sometimes be one uh, that say the market is falling, but usually I have a pretty good reason for it and not an inverted yield curve that could tell you one direction or the uh, or another, and you could argue both sides. Here's what's happening. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean a recession is coming, and here it is Monday morning. And it looks like a bunch of people rethought their positions over the weekend, a little bit calmer. And the uh, market is, uh, what is it up? It was up like 300 points a little while ago, I think. So, I mean, you know, maybe maybe it was just a game that everybody was playing. Maybe there are those people that would like to see the Dow fall apart and see our economy. I mean, they're talking about it. Of course, they're going to talk it down. However, the market is still better now than it's been in a long time, and so are interest rates, which means that if you own a home, refinancing is an option you should consider. Right now, if you're stuck in a variable rate loan or you have a mortgage over 4%, you should give American Financing a call. You can do a mortgage review for you in 10 minutes. And you could be on your way to saving thousands of dollars over the term of your loan. American Financing. They are family-owned and operated. You can call them now at 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net online. That's 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Call them today and preserve that American dream that you have. American Financing Corporation, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ten seconds station ID and right back into the program. So let me give you a couple of things. The DA in Philadelphia has just announced charges against the Philadelphia standoff suspect and four other people. Now what does that tell you? That out of as out of control as Philadelphia is. Philadelphia is actually charging people. When they are, you know, when they're shooting on the street, even if the people on the street agree with them. Remember, when they were in that standoff, a lot of the people from that neighborhood, at least, were rallied around and they were mocking and and uh, and poking at the police the entire time. Well, the city has to send a message. This is not acceptable behavior. That's not happening in Portland. But more importantly, I don't care if you're on the left or the right. There is only one thing that really, truly works. If you're really trying to change and you're really trying to show uh, oppression, you don't swing back. Now, last week, if you remember right, uh, the protesters in Hong Kong, they went into the airport and I said at the time, you know, they're spray painting things on the wall at the airport. You know, they kind of look like they're I mean, they're they're masked, which they have to be when you're dealing with China. But it didn't they didn't look like they were the good guys, per se. And the the only time that I saw them last week really looking like good guys when they were singing the American national anthem. But that doesn't play necessarily for China um, or, or the rest of the world. Uh, but. Also, when the police were beating them and the guy was just down on the ground and he was defenseless, that seemed to me to be like Martin Luther King in Birmingham as they're, you know, releasing the dogs and using fire hoses and everything else. So what did they do? Well, late last week, they got back together. And now remember, this is an organization that doesn't have a head organization. So I, I don't I'm not sure it'll ever be. Um, truly effective because there is no coordination at all. But the Chinese protesters got together. The Hong Kong protesters got together and said, uh, no violence. We've got to be peaceful. No violence. None of the none of the destruction or anything else that happened. And so a million and a half people. Got on the streets in Hong Kong this weekend. And all they did was silently march. As much as people think that doesn't make a difference, it does. Now, here's the key. Gandhi and Martin Luther King knew that uh, you you have to be nonviolent and you have to fall into the Judeo-Christian worldview. If you want to make a difference in the West... Whether we all go to church or not is a different thing. But we were all raised, most of us, were raised that Moses and Jesus, that was the way to go. It's peaceful and a a happy warrior. That's why Martin Luther King and Gandhi both won. Malcolm X lost. The question is, does the world hold those Judeo-Christian values enough anymore? Uh, You know, in, in talking about what do you do with Hong Kong? Nothing. The president can't do anything, and we shouldn't be involved in everything around the world. However, we as individuals should be saying things. We as individuals should be standing up for the people of Hong Kong. Not the government, not the army, not the military. The president can say things like, I support people who are freedom fighters. And I hope that everything is solved peacefully, but that's their business. Now, I don't like that because I think Taiwan is next. And I think the rest of the world is after that when it comes to China. However, we are not the world's policemen, nor can we be but the voice of the American people and the people in the West has been diminished and dampened because the politicians in our own countries have been telling us to shut up and sit down. They've been either telling us this or been sending messages that your voice isn't powerful, but the exact opposite is true. And so as these people uh, are seen on television, And they are seen to be peaceful people that are really, truly just standing up for real against real oppression. I think we need to support them vocally. We as a people need to let them know that they're being seen. That will be important. They're being seen and they're being heard. But are we still the people that Gandhi and Martin Luther King tried to appeal to? Does the West even have those values anymore? Or have we abandoned them for big state, big government, big surveillance, big protection, globalist kind of ideas? Has the individual that was born to be free, does that really matter to us? Anymore. Does the guy who takes the beating and says Like Christ, you can beat me if you want, but I will not change? Does that still appeal to us?
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
1: So what allows you to leave your home every day? What what really made America America? What makes you think it's gonna be okay to spend eight hours at work while your house sits empty, open to anybody who should, you know? Wish to come in and avail himself to your things. Every time you hear somebody talk about home invasion of some sort, um, does it tickle something in the back of your mind? Does You're not some,
4: supposed to use the word invasion on the air. Sorry. You.
1: Does uh, some instinct that you have say, well, I really should do something to secure my house better? The reason why we grew as a country is because we had rule of law and we didn't have to worry about protecting our stuff. Well, you don't have to worry either today you just have to update simply safe right now in 2019 they've got you covered in 2020 they got you covered state-of-the-art home monitoring system reliable and affordable 24 7 peace of mind so you can go on on your day here it is get your free hd security camera at simply safe you're going to save a hundred bucks off of that right now, com. That's com. We
4: have exclusive video coming up on blaze tv.com. Use promo code Glenn. It's about uh Portland and all the stuff that happened this weekend.
1: You know, it's really amazing, uh really truly amazing to me when somebody celebrates other people's pain. I'm trying to think if we have we've ever done that i mean yes and um, you know day after the election we do play happy days or here again when it's in our favor um but i can't imagine being on the air and saying i hope this economy falls apart let me play something from bill maher this is uh from this weekend
3: all right josh isn't the fed cutting rates now just going to make the next economic downturn worse what's your prediction i've been Hoping for a recession, people hate me for it, but yeah, it, it would get rid bad. of Trump. So you shouldn't hate me for it.
2: I mean, recessions are really bad. People lose their jobs and their homes,
3: and, and we shouldn't wish it's them. worth it.
1: No, it's really not. It's <laughs> really amazing not. he's admitting imagine, it. Can you imagine if we were actively pushing for people losing their life savings, people losing their jobs, people losing their insurance and their health care? The pain and suffering. That goes, I mean, you want to talk about an elitist attitude. Now, recessions are a thing of life. But but to be so cold and calculating. You know, back in 2008, I, I got yelled at by a bunch of Republicans for talking down the economy. And I said at the time, I'm not talking down the economy. I'm not talking about a depression or a recession. I'm talking about a possible depression or collapse People need to know and hear this warning. Are well, you going to help George Bush lose the election? Well, no, that's not my intent. I don't want Barack Obama to win, but I also have to tell you the truth that a banking collapse is coming, and it did. Now, that's different than saying, hey, you know what? I think there's going to be a recession. I think that's going to be bad. I'm hoping for one because it'll help. That's That's ridiculous. That is one of the the charming things about Bill
4: Maher, though, is that he just, for whatever reason, he has immunity and he can just blurt these things out. and And, and yeah. it's not he's telling you the truth. He's has he has the mask off. He's actually rooting for a recession. You know that there's a giant chunk of the Democratic Party, especially in Washington, that is saying the same thing behind closed doors. Oh yeah, they they want this to happen because they know. I, it's the, I think
1: it's the media. I think the media that when last week when that inv- inverted yield curve, which could be the sign of a recession could be but they made it as a you know uh an absolute done deal it's a lock that happens and you will go into recession. no that's not true that's not true right i mean <laughs> but there are other reasons they weren't worried about i'm worried about the long-term security of the nation What is one thing, if you wanted to say, hey, I'm really concerned about the economy, I'm really concerned about the the financial wealth and stability of this country, what would the first thing you would talk about be? The debt? The (laughs) debt. You'll notice nobody's talking about the debt. Guys, we're going to hit a point. I don't know when, but we're going to hit a point where we can't take that debt anymore. And it makes us a, a big time loser. I mean, permanent loss. Why is nobody talking about that? They want a recession, but you won't talk about fundamental things. And that's the problem. That's why people, I think, are sick of this, because they're, we're, we're talking about things that, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe matter in the short term. But nobody's willing to talk about it reasonably and long term at all. It's about what we got to do right now. And you're never going to make any decisions that are good based on that, especially when people are rooting for bad things, or they come from a place to where. Well, let me play Beto from this uh, this weekend. Here's yes. here's here's on the campaign trail, Beto. All right, In this country, though we would like to think otherwise, was founded on racism. Uh, 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 has persisted through racism and is racist today since when has that been a winning argument for elect me to be president i mean if that's not the shining city on the hill i don't know what is you're all racist come vote for me it was founded on racism it was founded on racism no it wasn't no it wasn't you have absolutely no idea historically what well, you're talking about. The zero. argument is they
4: had slaves, and obviously slavery is
1: racist. That's um, not what we were founded
4: on. We no, were not founded was, on slavery. Right. It wasn't like we created slavery. No. Um, if we were one of the first, well, actually, what, the second, technically, to get rid of it. Um, no, we were the, no, no, no. We were technically
1: were, the third. We were technically the third because I don't count Mexico, Mexico I don't either. Mexico said, we're abolishing slavery. In a hundred years. So I don't yeah. count them. Yeah, it's like... We were second unless you count Mexico. And we, we ended the slave trade long before we actually ended slavery. Yeah, the Native Americans, were they founded on slavery? And we were... Because slavery happened before the white man ever got here. And, they would conquer yeah, a tribe yeah. and mm-hmm. take people as slaves. And by the way, the 13th Amendment did not apply to the Native American lands. And they had more slaves per capita... Then the white man did and uh, slavery went on after the Civil War in Native America. And I will remind you that the first draft of the Declaration of Independence focused
4: much of its energy on how awful slavery was and how awful the king was for not allowing the colonies to get rid of slavery. Now,
1: one he- of their big complaints? Now, here's the thing. Remember, I said this to you years ago on Fox. The right, radicals God. reveal themselves. They'll become unafraid. I told you this. And I believe I set this up with something along the lines of look out, because we'll be in trouble when the mask starts to come off. I told you about a year ago that as it would come unraveled, the radicals would start revealing themselves. Watch. I think these people are close. I think they're dying to tell us what the real agenda is. I think they're close to taking the mask off. Close okay, to it. taking the mask off. They want to tell you. Now, there's a difference. Rashida Talib and Elon Omar, they want to tell you who they are. They are vehemently anti-Israel, anti-Jew. They are vehemently pro-Muslim, pro-care, pro-Muslim uh, Brotherhood. They are vehemently anti-American, anti-capitalist, pro-socialism they want to tell you there's those people and then there's the people who are just they're so misguided that they think that they're in the majority and that's Beto he's just I'm sorry but I just don't think he's the sharpest knife in the drawer which is a phrase I probably shouldn't say if I was in Great Britain not the sharpest knife in the drawer and he just thinks this is the way to court people. Even Barack Obama didn't do that. Now, let me ask you.
4: Barack Obama is basically a dream compared to some of these people running for president right now. It's, it's hilarious because you watched Obama and you saw him being so, uh, so
1: far to the left of what we were used to. So let me ask you this question. Do you believe... That there is a chance, a good chance, that Barack Obama felt America was founded on slavery. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Is there a chance Mm -hmm. that Barack Obama believed America survived based on racism? Mm Mm-hmm do you believe that barack obama felt america was still racist today
4: i mean there were times in his history in which yeah. he did sort of blurt things like this out right but during Ever the campaign on the
1: campaign trail no nah, i don't think so he was he was they were so careful they they took they took all of the stuff that he said like that in his book and everything else and all of a sudden that's not available in the audiobook anymore all of a sudden that's edited out Right, I mean, you okay. look at his
4: selection of Joe Biden as vice president, which is story that just came out uh, last, late last week, in which he limited his choices to old white men because he didn't believe America was used to could deal with more than you know, like Barack one Hussein Obama was one was the one change they could deal with, and so he te- think of the the vision of so. America you must have to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to eliminate all of the other races, at one of the two. One of the 3,412 genders. Uh, we're going to limit it to just old white men because this country is so racist, they See, won't be able to accept This is where he was like out that. of
1: touch. If it wouldn't have been Hillary Clinton, he could have had a female vice president, and he would have won, I think, even bigger. I think even bigger. Um, because America is—we're we're past all of this crap. So imagine that you are Beto. Beto is just saying these things because he thinks he thinks that's where America is headed. But that's not where America is headed. That's not who America is. That's not how we feel. And because they have had AOC and and others that have taken the mask off and said, yes, they are echoing those things. And they may actually believe some of these things. I'm glad that they're saying it out loud. But since when is that a winning strategy? Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, is a man who, even as a kid... Dreamt of being a leader when he was out with his cap guns he may have played custer not necessarily knowing how custer ended in the end but he was the leader he was the leader of compassion he was the leader when somebody had a problem in school in high school if somebody hurt themselves on his team he was the first to be there to support them He was born to be that year, and all those years he spent in the business world, he was known as the man who expected a lot from others, but never more, even as much as what he expected from himself. He was the kind of guy that knew how to balance power with responsibility, and he never, never led by yelling at people. People followed him because they were good. He could have kicked the door down. But he never chose to. He's still that man today, and he could probably kick that door down even more because he has a pair of Takova's boots on his feet now. Of course, he always wore them in business. He wore them because it reminded him to always expect better, always expect the best, and knowing that you'll not always find it with the highest price. Fashionable, comfortable. Exactly what he has always expected in life. Takovas boots, handmade by some of the finest boot in the world. They come in a variety of exotic leathers. They take 200 steps to make. Because Takovas deals directly with its customers, they're able to deliver their boots at half the price of similar boots. His goal had always been to be a leader. That was his frontier. Tecovus boots. Western goods for your frontier. Find your pair at tecovas.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. So tell me something good that happened this weekend. Tell me something good that happened in your life this weekend. My kids started school uh, today. They started. uh, Cheyenne started uh, last week. Rafe starts. He's first day of high school. Oh, my gosh. You remember
4: that. So you're happy to get rid of him? You're saying that's the good thing that happened to you? No.
1: I had. You know, I had a great summer with my son. I had a great summer with my son. I said at the beginning of the year that, you know, please excuse me as I have to take care of my family first. Uh, And you've been very, very gracious uh, letting me, uh, you know, not being in full-fledged revolt as I uh, spent a lot of time with my son this this, uh, summer. And we had a great time and he's just rock solid. Now I sent him off to the wolves at high school. So, that should last till about four this afternoon.
4: <laughs> there you go. You have that going on.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. My kids started to school
4: as well. Um, uh, my uncle, who has been had, struggling with about 447 kinds of cancer, mm. um, seems to be pr- improving. So I'm wow. very excited about that. He's finally left the hospital. He's been in the hospital for 70 or 80 days. Holy! Cow. Um, with all sorts Can you of stuff.
2: Imagine.
4: I, I know. So now he's he's still going into like rehab and such. But I mean, it was you know it was really rough there for a while, and like that is something I'm really thankful for because you know he's just the greatest. Does guy cancer in the world.
1: run in your family? I I don't know how to quantify that. I mean, maybe. like insanity runs through my family like a pack of wild elephants. <laughs> I've noticed that. Yeah, trampling you constantly. Yeah, yeah. Tra- yeah. trampling everyone. Everyone in your everyone. Family. My by the way, my 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 sister has responded to your oh. kind the pie letters because we're
4: gonna book her for a great interview on the pie letters yeah her book is out uh you should go get that it's got some stories of about um her childhood which i guess that would include some stories about you maybe that you haven't told
1: i I Um, couldn't tell you i've read the book but i couldn't tell you you couldn't tell me Mm
2: -mm.
4: because if there weren't any you definitely would tell me so uh yes you get a lot of exclusive behind the scenes stuff about glenn beck in this book the pie letters um which i'm very excited
1: uh for Mm -hmm. this interview when is this happening do we know I am not the one pushing this interview. I I would prefer that my sisters are not on the air. Why? I mean um, that's not wow, that's that's very rude. I don't lead, that I don't, no, I don't lead my sisters into a lion trap. A lion trap yeah. to help her sell uh copies of
4: thoughts and reflections on pie and life? Uh uh-huh. is that what it is? That is exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. I want her to sell a million copies of this uh-huh. book, and I want everyone to know the information inside of it.
1: <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying it's not yes oh i oh, I clearly hear mm-hmm. you. Have you read it because it's not it's not an expose on me you know it's yeah, not is that, uh-huh. that's exactly what you'd want me to believe uh-huh, uh-huh if
4: if it was an expose on you, you'd want to put that information out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and make us the only thing
1: that. i don't want my my sisters. i mean if you think i'm nuts. My sisters both are, they're in the same family. You realize that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, if you have a crazy family, you don't necessarily like to have them exposed as well. Well, crazy
4: or fearless, you know, she's the type that will come on the air Ah. and just does not care about trying to hold things back Uh about maybe Uh things that you've done in the past. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> maybe your history can uh-huh. be finally known. Uh-huh. There's been a lot of books written about you and yeah. your history. Most of it has been completely made up. I'd like to know what the actual story was.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think that's going to be happening. But uh, uh, thank you so much, Stu, for your your assistance. Is that you? Did you ask for something positive in the segment? This I is did. Got and, uh, this somehow or another, <laughs> it didn't. The book is positive. Mm-hmm. The pie letters written by my sister. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but thank you so much, Stu. You're welcome. And now I'm looking forward to seeing my son after he's been destroyed in high school for the first day. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. over. It's <laughs> over. Just give up.
0: <laughs> I'm Hillary. That's your 4-Minute Buzz. And now here's Glenn and Stu with the final hour of the show.
1: It is, uh, it is a giant real estate deal. And, and there's reasons to, uh, to buy it. Uh, just never thought of America expanding again, putting another star in the flag. It's weird. Uh, but kind of neat in some way you know kind of exciting all right capital one data breach just hit 106 million of us had our names home addresses and banking information exposed for forget credit card theft your far greater risk is home title fraud home title fraud is rampant because identity thieves have figured out a way to get your title and mortgages they're kept online so They found a way it costs about 40 bucks, so it'll appear that they own your home and legally they do. Then they borrow all your equity until it's gone. Forget the insurance, the bank or identity theft protection. Nobody touches this. Only one company does, and that's Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock. Go there now and protect your home. Home Title Lock. Claim your 60 risk-free days of protection with HomeTitleLock.com and enter your home address to see if you're already a victim. That's HomeTitleLock.com. That's, again, HomeTitleLock.com. So where are we in our country's history? How does it end? That's the question that we all want to know. How does this period end? Is it the end of the uh, Book of America? Is it the beginning of a new chapter? Does does what's coming next even resemble what we have been? So many answers and so many opinions to that. But I, I think we can we can start to look, hopefully, to one stat that I believe... Well, at least for me, it's providing me a great deal of hope on what comes next. We go there in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: You know, having pain as part of your life is kind of like, you know, having to drag around a car on a chain behind everywhere you go. In some ways, it can be well, a lot worse because no one else can see the car. No one, nobody else really understands what it's like to carry it. Or they think that you're, oh yeah, I know, you're dragging a big car behind you, making the whole thing up. And meanwhile, you're in agony the whole time, just wishing you get just rid of that stupid car that you feel like you're dragging around. That's chronic pain. But it doesn't have to be that way. Relief Factor is a great way to reduce inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of those of us who have tried it relief factor. It's not a drug. It's a combination of fish oil and botanicals that work to support the pathways in the body that are susceptible to inflammation because of the fish oil and botanicals. I was like, that's not going to work. And I can't tell you, I've, I've heard these advertisements for years on, on my own show. And I didn't take them. The only reason why I'm voicing it is because it made such an impact on me. I feel like I'm begging you, if you're in pain, to at least try it. Relief Factor at relieffactor.com. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, try their three-week quick start, please. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. <laughs> You know, Biden said uh, this weekend that he he praises good Republicans, and I get in trouble for saying that. Why? Shouldn't that say something about our tribes if you get in trouble about saying something about a good person? Here, let me say this. Um, You know who, who I actually like? I wouldn't vote for, but I actually like. Tulsi Gabbard.
4: (gasps) How dare you? That's a Democrat.
1: I know. You're not allowed to say that. And and a lot of her things, crazy, and I don't like it. But she she doesn't hate America. She's off-serving right now. Mm -hmm. She doesn't hate America. You know, she seems like a decent person. And I bet you that there is a lot of people in the audience that feel the same way. Wouldn't vote for her, but you like her. She does seem to be the most...
4: Like Tolerable Democrat in this field for, let's say, our audience.
1: Because she doesn't hate America. And she seems like a serious person, even though her views are... Are eh. not what my views are. Sure. Okay. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with saying that. And we're starting to feel the pain of shutting up from one another. We're feeling... We're feeling... um, Let me start here. Do you remember in 2016 when many of you hated my guts? You weren't right for hating me, but you were right for... Well, you might have been right for hating me. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Um, But you, you were right that I was wrong. And here's what I was wrong about. The way I treated people. The fact that I never asked the audience... Why? How could you how could you vote for Donald Trump? And people would say to me, well, because he's going to be he's the only guy that can. And you know what? I didn't believe it, but I do now. He has accomplished many things that I don't think any other president would have accomplished. Kavanaugh, nobody would have stood up for him for that long. Nobody. Uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I, I mean, and I'm only skeptical because A, he wasn't on the list, and B, we always screw it up. Republicans, I've never seen a Republican get, except for one, Clarence Thomas, Scalia, two, that we've been like, yes, even better than we thought. Alito's been pretty solid. Yeah, he's been pretty solid. But yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, usually, Roberts, the bad ones. Pavon, I'm worried. Really bad. Gorsuch, good start, but it's still too early. Yeah, okay. So anyway, um, I didn't ask, what's going on in your life? Instead, I said, how could you possibly? And that puts you on defense. Instead of saying, what are you feeling? Because while facts don't matter, I mean, facts don't care about your feelings. Feelings do matter. And here's why. Because they influence when you're scared, you, you change the way you're thinking. When you're afraid, you change the way you're thinking. You don't make good decisions when you're angry. You don't make good decisions when you're afraid. And America, on both sides, is afraid right now. They're afraid. And no, no president, no president, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, Ronald Reagan, you know, whoever, should never have the ability to make Americans afraid. That shows there's a balance of power that is way out of whack. When our government can make us afraid, that's when we should really be rallying around the First and Second Amendments and the Tenth. We should be saying, no, you know what? The state does it and back off. And we have a right to petition and question and tell you to sit down. So we are feeling something. And here's what we're we're feeling A lot of people, especially in the center of the country. Now, we've heard this for a long time, that the center of the country uh, is It's a flyover state and they're tired of being the flyover state. You go to the center of the country, if you're an elite and you're like, oh, my gosh, look at all these fat people. They're shopping at Walmart. Mm -hmm." Okay, so that's the way they're viewed by many elites on the coast. As fat people that shop at Walmart, and then their their faith is not a part of the life on the coast. And so they're like, and they go to church, they talk about God, oh, and they have guns. And because of that image, they think those people are just too stupid to care for their own life, to be able to figure out what's really going on, uh, to not be racist. You know, they didn't go to the enlightened universities. And so for a long time, that part of the country has had it, has had it. And the the boiling point for that part of the country was 2016. But it's still boiling. It's still boiling. And here's why. How many of us feel like our jobs are safe? the economy safe. Our kids are in school and they're good schools and I have nothing to worry about. How many of us feel the way we might have felt somewhat in the nineties, even under Bill Clinton, we kind of felt like, okay, you know, my neighbors aren't out to get me and things are relatively safe. You know, we all kind of think alike before September 11th and right after September 11th, we, we thought we all generally believed in the same. We all generally believed in the Declaration of Independence. How many of us feel that way, even though I think that's true still? How many of us feel that way? And how many of us feel like our personal economy is good? Now, if you're on the coasts, you might feel maybe but if you're in the center of the country what are you being told? The jobs are leaving, these towns are decaying, and these towns are important. These towns are great. The white picket fence and uh, the town that everybody knows each other and you go to the hardware store in the same, you know, it is important. And those places are not creating new jobs. Farming is gone. Industry is leaving. And you're leaving. What do you do? You, you, oh, I just go to college and then I never come back. This is where I grew up. What if I want to live here? Well, there's no jobs for me. And so they're just decaying. And that life that they grew up living and people who are my age and have lived there and see value in the small town. They don't like that. They don't like that it's decaying. They don't they can't imagine an America. I can't I can't imagine an America without the small town. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was get out of my small town. Now, all I want to do is live in a small town. I like that the simplicity of it all. So they're being told, well, you're just going to have to move. And that life is over. And they don't want that to be over. And America cannot afford it. The reason why we're having so many problems, I'm convinced of it, is because our farmland. We're no longer farming. You know, the average age of the farmer is, I think, is 68 right now. That's not good. Who's going to go in to farm? Now, I ain't doing it. I mean, I've got a farm. I don't want a farm. I, I've hired somebody else to farm. I don't want to farm. It's a loser, and it's way too much work. Makes you feel good, but doing it every day would make me want to kill myself. It's hard work. Hard, hard physical work. Hard, work. hard work. Hard work, and really no upside. I mean, you're
4: like, there's a produce section. That's why there's no upside. <laughs> right. right. You go into every store, and there's a thing that says produce, and right. you buy the stuff you and want. And
1: you're having to partner with nature <laughs> and God, and and nature doesn't like you sometimes. Mm. And uh, it's not predictable. And so you're, you never know. So all of that is going away. So people on both sides of the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats, because I've got news for the Democrats, uh, they have Democrats that live in the center of the country. They may have forgotten that and they're busy being fl- flown over, but they have a lot of Democrats that live in the center of the country and they feel the same way. And one of the things that they're feeling, and this is why the, the rise of nationalism, they're feeling this rise of nationalism because they're tired of America. People like Beto saying America was racist. It was founded on racism. It, it was always racist. And it's still racist. They're tired of being told that their home, that they loved, has always been racist. Now They can tolerate people saying, wow, we really made some mistakes. But they're tired of being told that the thing that they love is poison and has always been poison. No. No. Cigarettes. I may love a good smoke. But cigarettes are poison, always have been poison. We just didn't know it was poison. It never really produced anything that was good for society. Addiction, cancer. You could say it created jobs, but that's not enough. America created a lot of great things. It's not a poison. So that's why you're seeing the rise of nationalism, And you're going to see it with the Democrats as well in the center of the country. You're going to see a rise of nationalism in the center of the country. You're going to see the rise also of socialism. It's going to continue to rise because no one is addressing the overall concern that, wait a minute, something's wrong in Silicon Valley. They're they are they're starting to take over the world and not be held accountable. And they're writing the laws For our Congress, they are all-powerful, all-knowing, and I think they're going to start putting me out of business. When high tech really starts to kick in, you're going to hear cries of socialism because capitalism right now is crony capitalism. If you talk about a free market, an actual free market, people are all into it. Even the millennials, they're into it, but not capitalism. And until somebody separates that and says, okay, we're going for the free market, and here's what that means. These guys are going to go to jail. These guys, we're not going to give them special favors anymore. Nobody gets bailouts anymore. Until that happens, you'll see the continual sweep to socialism. So now what do we do about it? Well, the first thing we have to do is recognize who the people are that are using those feelings. We have to recognize that both the Republicans and Democrats are feeling that. And then who's actually speaking to that? And who's just using it for their own goals? More in a second. You know, there's always somebody at work who's going to say, you know, you're not really accomplishing all the things that we need you to accomplish. You know, you're not being very effective in your role, or what you're doing. You know, there is a better way to do this. The funny thing is, is nobody's really telling you that about your sleep and you spend more time sleeping, hopefully, or at least more time in bed, maybe not sleeping more time. Boy, remember when that that could have been turned into something racy. No. Oh follies of youth you spend more time in bed than you do sleeping most likely and definitely more time in bed than you do at work good sleep is vital to daily life and a comfortable pillow is vital to good sleep that's why you should have my pillow uh i have always had trouble sleeping always had trouble sleeping and there's nothing that pisses me off more than having to wake up and freshen up my uh, uh, my pillow turn it over because it's hot and or it's crushed or it's not right and folding it in half i hate that don't have to do that if you have my pillow get the right pillow for you Try a two-pack of premium pillows now for $69.98. That's a special offer right now. I don't think they've ever offered it before. That's $34.99 per pillow. It's available right now only at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Beck at MyPillow.com. It's 10 seconds break and then back to the show. A lot of these corporations, by the way, I just uh, grabbed for our museum. We just uh, got a pair of Nike Betsy Ross shoes, which was not easy to procure. But I saw those coming out and I thought that we have to preserve. Here's a company Mm. that made a flag shoe and pulled them because they were offensive. Anyway, I won't spend another dime with uh, with Nike, you mm. just well except for the Betsy Ross shoes you just purchased. Nope, didn't buy them from them. <laughs> somebody mm. did, and
4: you're supporting somebody that did. person, uh, you yes, bastard. I, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I do you have you? Did you see the uh, move that the NFL did by hiring Jay Z and like they brought Jay Z into the fold of the NFL? I, this is a fascinating move to me.
1: That's amazing because
4: here is you know a guy who's been certainly critical of the NFL, no right winger by any means, but. A pretty much an ultimate capitalist, right? The guy is uh, not exactly shy about making money. Uh, and he does like his capitalism. And now they bring in a guy who's so popular among the, uh, among the group of people who are criticizing the NFL, it's going to be somewhat difficult to... In a way, it sort of inoculates them from further cr- criticism, though still the Colin Kaepernicks of the world are still going to say it. But like as a mainstream movement, you're going to criticize Jay-Z, uh, you know, I mean, he's pretty, he's got some credibility in that world, but also really likes money. Uh, is he so, going to be, is he going to be political about things?
1: I mean, he may be, he's been critical of the NFL before, but I mean, wasn't that the big problem with the NFL and, and Rush Limbaugh? Oh, we don't want politics in our football and he's just such a fringer. jay Jay-Z?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a very, there's a reason why they're doing this. Oh, right? no, I no, I know that. No, yeah. I know and that. I know that. And there's a reason why, by the way, they got rid of of Rush back in the day. It had nothing to do with what Rush said or what they thought Correct. of Rush. Correct. It was just a, a silly pressure campaign. Correct. And you know, I mean, there's a very large, and this is something that never gets talked about when you talk about Colin Kaepernick. But I mean, the overwhelming majority of owners of the NFL are conservative. They're not, they're not liberals. The this overwhelming not,
1: fans yeah, of the yeah, NFL are not necessarily right. conservative. But they do. do lean right, I'd say. They, certainly lean male, which leans right anyway. And they certainly lean towards the American flag. Sure, absolutely. Even I mean, people I'll who consider you, themselves Democrats I'll are going to be. 95% mm-hmm. of that audience disagrees with you know, not standing up and showing respect to the American flag. Right. And by the way, over 95% of the players. Correct. Also
4: stood Correct. up for the American flag. I mean, there was a few, uh, very few, a limited amount. But it's an interesting. It's I think it's a pretty smart move by the NFL because they they get Jay Z in there, who's really I mean, you know, he's got efforts when it comes to you know sports. Uh, he's he's in the sports agent sort of world. Um, so he's got lots of ties to sports. He's tied to the uh, the New Jersey Nets and basketball and other things. But it's, it's an interesting move because here you have a, a supposedly budding movement where you're going to have people being critical of the flag. And, oh, well, the NFL hates, hates uh, people who look differently than the white owners um, who, for some reason, continually give these players millions and millions of dollars. I don't know why they do it. They just are so racist. They can't help opening their checkbooks uh, to the players, uh, to the tones of you know, really billions of dollars across the league. But it's a smart move to at least alleviate some of that criticism. Um, because I don't think the NFL wants it. I mean, for all the criticism they're taken from the right, the last thing they want is to deal with a freaking flag controversy. They just want your money. They just want a bunch of your money. That's all they want. It's the American dream.
1: <laughs> so how could these capitalists, these capitalist countries, uh, companies, be so openly for socialism? That, next. This
2: is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You know, there's a lot of talk about how dangerous guns are. Yes, they're guns. How they're only designed to take lives. Yes, it's not furniture. I think people in our culture sometimes forget guns are primarily made to save lives. Even when we use those in weapons of war, we generally have been the liberators, not the oppressors. Patriot with the right training and the right gun in his or her hand is what stands between outcomes of good and evil most times. And that's where the USCCA comes in. Right now, they're giving away a free gun every single day in August, free gun every single day to a responsible gun owner. You could be a new Glock, Kimber, or even AR owner. No catch, 100% free, 100% secure, and confirmation text will be sent. But hurry. This giveaway ends August 30th, which is like next week, isn't it? The end of next week or early the week after? It's Labor Day, a weekend from next. It's crazy. Uh, Today's gun disappears at midnight tonight. Text Glenn to the number 87222. Text the word G-L-E-N-N to the number 87222 for more information and to get registered.
4: Join Blaze TV, go to Blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get 10 bucks off when you use the promo code Glen. Big updates on what happened in Portland this weekend tonight.
1: So we were talking uh, earlier about how uh, how what's happening right now is is not real. It's just not real. What's happening in the corporate world, it's not real. You know, what's what's happening with Nike and Kaepernick? It's it's bogus. So why are these companies doing it? Well, because the companies have something else in mind. They do like one world. They do like globalism. They do like uh, a a uh, a slam on America because America is a diminishing market. The market they really want is China. Michael Rechtenwald is a an amazing professor at a- a- NYU. Uh, He was a uh, he was a guy who was at one point a theoretical communist uh, and has come out and said, whoa, 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 whoa. These people are going to do communism and they're going to do it exactly the way it was done before, because theoretically it might look good. But it's actually it's a killer every time because people have to be silenced and uh, he's gotten a lot of heat for it. He's coming out with a new book in September and he was. Uh, our interview for the, um, uh, the podcast this Saturday. If you missed it, I'm going to play a couple of parts because it's worth listening to in its entirety. Um, here he talks about what's happening with corporate socialism. Listen.
2: It's incredible. See, this is a very big deception because, first of all, anybody that says that like, the corporate America is, is embracing leftist ideology is considered a loon. Because, you know, the story goes, oh, of course, corporations and, and, and capitalism always favors right-wing ideology. It supports their interests, blah, 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 blah. There's no way that they would ever be leftist, right? But it actually is not the case. It's not, been the, it's not always been the, his, the case historically. There have been plenty of leftist mm-hmm. capitalists. And this time – and they're always monopolists, by the way, like Gillette, King James Gillette. Yeah, I know. Oh. Who was a corporate socialist by – you no, know, avowed. He was an avowed corporate socialist who thought that the corporation would become one and it would be totalizing, it would include everything, all production, and it would be the state simultaneously.
1: This was envisioned in nineteen ten. Isn't that isn't, yes. isn't that the difference between national socialism and global communism is Part of it is that's mm-hmm. nation. Yeah. And uh, as opposed to gold, a uh, goal, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, global. Yeah. But it is also, they don't necessarily take the property. Mm-hmm. They allow these companies yes, to still right. own. You still own the company. That's right. But we're going to dictate what you're doing. Not all the times, but we can come in and say, no, you're going to make this. I think it's more like in the United States, it's
2: more like a kind of a, a deal making it's like if you do this we'll do that if you do this if you do this we'll do that uh-huh. you know right we, it's no just, antitrust uh
1: legislation if you do this this is the third time i thought about this since we were sitting down here um so let me just say it so it's what's out of my mind <laughs> um <laughs> you know I've heard people joking, not jokingly. Some people are serious about it. You know, I heard it with Bill Clinton. You know, Bill Clinton. He's. I bet he's the Antichrist. Stop with this. Yeah, right. That's a little gradation for him. Okay, doesn't deserve it. You know, (laughs) Barack Obama or or Donald Trump or the Pope or whatever. Yeah. First of all, the Antichrist. If there is an Antichrist that's coming. Yeah. He's going to be so damn slick, you're not going to be... He's not coming coming the way you think he's going to come. He's not going to look evil. Right, and that's the same thing. Hugo Boss is the one who designed the Nazi uniforms. It was Hugo Boss. Wow. So when you see those black SS uniforms, we now think they look scary, uh, come Mm -hmm. up with the black boots. look great when it came. So everything that is coming now... Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like what you expect it to look like. Exactly, that's It's, c- the scare- it's coming. It's coming in in ease in everything that you want. Yeah. Everything that you and want. It's come- We're talking about corporate sa- fascism because, or uh, socialism, because we are. We, his new book is the uh, Google Arp- uh, Arpelago. and uh, he knows that that's quite. Uh, a statement to make uh I'll, I'll make another one google if this isn't changed google becomes ig farber and if you don't know who ig farber was look them up look them up but that's who they will become and they're in with the state as as we go and the reason why i say they will be ig farber if not worse. Is because of the information that they have and the surveillance that they have. Listen to a couple of other cuts. This one's digital collectivism. So play this out, Michael. What happens to society like this? I mean, I think it's usually an 80 year cycle, mm-hmm. usually, yeah. for uh, uh, you know, you fall into totalitarianism yeah. and you climb back out of it yeah. in 80 years, usually. Yeah. yeah. This one, there may not be any climbing out of. Yeah.
2: There, there's something about digitization that produces collectivism. And, uh, in I, what way? Well, I explore it in this book, and it's, it's complicated in a sense. But it's easy to, it's easy to aggregate data.
1: Mm.
2: And when people are effectively data, it's very easy to aggregate people. Mm, and so right. they start to use – they use, an individual. You're getting collectivized through algorithms, hashtags, different things like that. And that's what they're doing. They're creating these I call it digital Maoism. Um, mm-hmm. There's a chapter in the book called Digital Maoism, and it might sound crazy, but once you read it, I think you'll think, oh my, there is. Make the case.
1: Yeah. Make the case. Now. No? Yeah.
2: Well, it wasn't my term. I borrowed it, so and that gives me a little bit of uh, – <laughs> that helps me a bit. Jaron yeah. uh, uh, Lanier is a brilliant guy that it, he, he coined the term in an essay in 2006, and uh, he, he was really talking about Wikipedia and how this hive mind of editors was – he experienced this in particular with his own website or his own site on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. they were saying all kinds of false things. And he was mm-hmm. like, no, I can tell you the truth about me. Right. Why won't you just listen? And they're right. like, no. Right. And they've said, well, you're no authority here. We are. Right. So, so this hive mind decided on what he was
1: and it wasn't all kind of false stuff. I have, I have the same thing. I think it might still even be on there that I was arrested <laughs> uh, for drunk driving. I've never been arrested in my life. Never driven drunk in my life. Yeah. yeah. My life. yeah. Uh, and it's on there. And, I tried to have it removed, and I oh, couldn't no, it couldn't get removed. No. It's the, my life. You can't.
2: You are not a <laughs> uh, uh, trustworthy no. You are not a trustworthy uh, source. Source, of source your for own yourself. Sorry. Yeah. I yeah. Know. And that's what he found, and he found it. The he said, "This is craziness," you know. But it's gone further than that since we've got Twitter mobs, of course, with you know using hashtags mm-hmm. and all that. It's created all these kind of like red guard type attack. Uh, mm-hmm. Dogs, if mm-hmm. you will, that are just insanely uh, virulent and fierce and destroy, destructive of people you know um, and, and if people you know take these people seriously there's people who have committed suicide over these people, oh yeah, this stuff, so this is a collectivization that 's happening, and the interesting thing is this: the left believes that when they are in a collective, they are being radical Hmm. That's that's their whole definition of, of politics.
1: Now, so what is coming? This is all in this podcast. That uh, if you didn't, if you don't sign up for my podcast, you missed it. It was on Saturday, but you can get it, download it. Uh, it was Saturday's podcast with Michael Rechtenwald. Listen to him when I ask him to describe. Uh, so, so what does it look? What does it look like in a world with constant surveillance, like China has, and we are becoming?
2: I talk about this, you know, and I'll throw this out there for for the leftists. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michel Foucault, who was a postmodern theorist, wrote this uh, book called Discipline and Punish in 1975. And he talked about this thing called panopticism, which Mm -hmm. I talk about in my first chapter. Panopticons. The panopticon was invented by Bentham, Jeremy Bentham, the the 19th century philosophical radical. Mm -hmm. He was actually a leftist. Mm. But Foucault took his idea of this uh, prison system in which there's a central tower and you're in these cells surrounding it. You can't look into the tower to see if the guard is in
1: there, but they can look in to see if you're in the cell. Right, every single cell, it's it's like a it's like a chimney with all of, a round chimney yeah. with all of the cells on the outside. Right. And then in the, the center is, is, is the, the eye. Yes,
2: now the thing is about this is that you don't know if you're being observed or not, but mm-hmm. because of the possibility of being observed at all times, you become your own surveiller. Mm-hmm. You become your own, well, he puts it, you become Got the it. principle of your own subjection. It used to be it used to be God. That's right. It used to be God. It used to be God. That's where the conscience comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I wrote a paper about uh, Milton's Paradise Lost and talked about how... God was the panoptic guard and then because we thought, you know, he could see – because he can see and I believe we can, he can see into our our Mm -hmm. minds that we do, you know, basically act accordingly or not Mm -hmm. and that, you know, conscience comes from that. Well, this is a kind of reinstalled technologically, you know,
1: God produced God. There's a a sect of uh – Technology people in uh, Silicon Valley who mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're serious or they're just trying to make a point, but they have built a church yes. for the the AI God because well, they you know. say A S I, superintelligence, yes. is going to be so godlike yes. that we will worship it. Kurzweil,
2: you know, who became, mm. you know, who who, who might have been taken for a total crank for a while, but he wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Now he's, of course, a chief senior engineer yeah. at Google. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, his envision was that the God didn't make the universe. The universe will make God Correct. vis-a-vis human technology mm-hmm. so that the universe will, he calls it, all the dumb matter of the universe will be saturated with knowledge and it'll wake up and it'll be omniscient because it'll know everything that there is to know that mm-hmm. makes it omniscient right mm-hmm. so it'll be god will and so instead of god creating the universe the universe creates god and this is the singularity now i don't think it's going to be such a religious wonderful mystical experience as <laughs> that
1: <laughs> no i don't think uh, no. it's that way i don't think that's because no, god go. is still programmed at least initially by, by, by people flawed humans fascinating conversation please listen to the podcast just join us wherever you get your podcast look for the glenn beck podcast it really helps other people discover it if you subscribe rate and review those three things subscribe rate and review uh that helps other people you know as they're collectivizing our information uh, other people who think like you to discover the uh podcast. You can create the God of our universe that likes the Glenbeck podcast.
4: Yes that's the important, yes, that thing, to remember the important thing that is so.
1: the important thing. Yeah. Uh by the way, uh speaking of God of our universe, I'm gonna mention God, uh the real God, not the AI God, the real God, uh in a Christmas spectacular. One night only. Uh really goes on sale for the general public. I think today um it's sold out about three quarters of the venue just uh, early last week. We haven't even advertised it really yet. Uh, So you want to get your tickets now. It's one night only. It's on December 7th. It's at Salt Lake City at uh, Kingsbury Hall. And it's a great, great venue. I've played there before. Uh, this one is going to be, and there's no politics in it. We're going to just talk about uh, being as fat as Santa. Uh, some of the things that, uh, you know, the classic Christmas stories that I have told in the past uh, and the true meaning of Christmas, what it really is all about. It is a really good, fun night uh, for date night, uh, couples, even your families can come. Stu just cut a really funny line, really funny line. What did I teach us, Stu? First thing I taught you. Don't you don't cut funny. You don't cut funny. And he also, just cut but it. the other thing you taught me was, when in doubt, leave it out. Those well, the I wasn't two in first. doubt. <laughs> I wasn't in doubt. Very funny line. Uh, anyway, so uh, the, uh, uh, the Christmas Spectacular, uh, Glenn Beck's Christmas show, you can find it, Christmas Stories with Glenn Beck. Uh, wherever you buy your tickets, you can go to glennbeck.com, and it'll take you right to the ticket site. But get your tickets now. Again, it's happening December 7th. It's a uh, really great Non PC, non political uh, uh, Christmas spectacular. Uh, Find it now at glenbeck.com.
3: All right,
1: you sick freak. Have you heard the phrase uh, the rising tide lifts all boats? Well, in the financial world, throughout history and even to this day, that rising tide is represented by gold. Gold is the great protection against inflation, and it is a solid investment that you can sink your teeth into. Pardon the pun. Gold prices are on a bull run right now. Uh, By the way, and especially with the recent market fluctuations, uh, you might want to check into buying gold like now. Lower interest rates and easing a monetary policy has helped make both gold and silver prone to a rally. They are rallying now because of not only the easing of the interest rates and the printing of more money, um, but but also because of our debt uh, and and the stock market last week. Please call Goldline. If Goldline is not a part of your financial strategy, you need to make gold or silver a part of it. I'm not talking about, you know. More than 10%, even 10%. I think that's reasonable. Some people say that's too much. But there's got to be some uh, part of your financial portfolio that is safe in gold or silver. Please visit Goldline. Ask them for their important risk information. 866 goldline one eight six six 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. How, how this happens is beyond me. How this happens is beyond me. 35 children this year, 35, have died from being left in a hot car. Who, what parent is leaving their child in a hot car? Within 15 minutes, your child could be dead. Now, who does that? We'll talk about this tomorrow, but 35 children dead this year in there in in a hot car we should ban cars <laughs> that's true I, I think it was the times that just released this big thing going back and saying how
4: bad mass shootings are in america mm-hmm. and what they found was t- about 22
1: people a year die 35 though in hot cars but 22 people die of mass shootings yeah last year it was um, 52 died in a hot car yeah, but 22 ban, yeah but 52 is a bigger you- number we should ban all hot cars
2: this is the glenbeck program